welcome to this week's episode. In this episode, you're going to hear a conversation I had with a woman named Shannon Braybrook. She wrote a book called Me Time, Discover How Great You Are. And in this, we talk about the material in the book in depth, and we talk about some cool stories. And it's really just an hour and 10 minutes of some deep conversation. I hope you enjoy this. And here we go. And here we go. Shannon, thank you for coming on the show. I'm super excited. Everybody listening to introduce to you Shannon Braybrook. Is it Braybrook or Braybrook? Braybrook. It's a hard, it's a mouthful. Okay. Braybrook. Braybrook. Braybrook has a book. Yes. <laughs> Shannon Braybrook. Yeah. And I found Shannon through um, Railtown Coffee House's Instagram. And she wrote a book called Me Time. And underneath the title, it says, Discover How Great You Are. And that immediately captivated me. And I really wanted to have her on. And I'm super excited to introduce to you, Shannon. Thank you. So Shannon, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. When you contacted me, I was like, wow. Um, My name's Shannon Braybrook. I live in Nelson and I just wrote a little book and I'm really excited. Mm. It's only been published for two and a half weeks. So I'm, it's fresh off the, off the press. And so I'm really just getting into it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what to do next. Yes. Um, so I was reading it. I was reading through a lot of the pages and um, I love the quote that you put in there. Greatness and madness are next door neighbors and they often borrow each other's sugar, which yeah. is actually a Joe Rogan. Joe quote. Rogan. I know. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Cause we don't know. We're so close. It's so close. Yeah. Uh, the insanity that ensues sometimes yeah. you don't realize. And I love Joe because I just think he's so, he's just so fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one thing I aspire to be in doing this and hosting this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe is just so free flowing and he's like, he makes the guests feel really comfortable. It seems like yeah. because it's just like a conversational kind of thing. It's not like an in, inter- interrogative. Yeah. Like a, you're sitting in your living room, you're having a coffee or in his case, whatever he's got going on. Yeah. <laughs> but he always, there's always like really cool stories. Oh, I love it. With yeah. the space and learning about, you know, atoms and, and, quantum physics i love that stuff. i know yeah. yeah that's awesome and to have like stars like comedians yeah talking so um eloquently about things that are so crazy yeah i love that because of course they do why yeah. why not they got so many ideas so yeah i tune in all the time and the quotes came from people that i really like that i've yeah. always just listened to so i love the quotes there was a, there was another one i'm gonna read it because it's so good <laughs> um let's see oh actually it was um it was an affirmation you had. I think it was in the manifesting chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, my mind is clear and focused. I'm making my dreams come true by putting my attention differently on them. Mm-hmm. I think I read that right. Well, is that right? Can you talk a little yeah. bit about that? What we end up doing, I was just talking about this earlier, is that we, we tend to focus on something so deeply that we don't realize like sometimes subconsciously we might be saying something different. So what we have to do is put our attention on the thing we actually want to do and want to feel and say and focus on that. Don't veer off. Don't Mm -hmm. veer off because a lot of times we tend to think we're putting, um, putting all of our intention into something and it ends up, we're actually thinking about something completely opposite, which is the opposite of what we want. And then we get that because the universe aligns for us. That's what the whole point is. When you put something out there, some information out there, the universe has no other way but to try and align it so that you get what you need or you get what you want. And if you help 
with the process. That's the key. I think a lot of that's missing. If you sit and you think it and you do it and you act it and you feel it, you're going to do that stuff. Mm. But a lot of times I think we stop and we're like, everything's telling me not to No, you're telling you not to do it. Listen to that, mm. that other part. The affirmation should be positive. The word should be positive. The thought positive. So that's kind of what I meant by when I added that one in for that affirmation. I do it all the time. Mm. It's hard for some, but for others, just to wrap your head around, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of receiving all of the good in my life. I'm worthy of it. So I'm going to put attention there and then it's going to come to me and I'm going to be so happy that I got it that I'm going to get more. The universe keeps bringing it more, 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 more. So that's kind of what I was saying for the motivation part. Mm -hmm. That one. Is that manifestation? Sorry. Yeah. Manifestation. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Actually, I have a, uh, I have this affirmation that I tape next to my bed and actually I, I keep in a card in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think I have it with me today though. Um, and it's, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a successful podcast show mm -hmm. and lifestyle brand yeah. that adds value to people. Perfect. And I keep that on me all the time. Yeah. And here, here I am, I'm interviewing you. I've got a, I'm, I got a podcast show Yeah. and you know, I've, I've found that, um, it's, it's just being able to focus on that, mm -hmm. on what you want all the time, because, you know, like you were saying, like people wonder why, um, they're not getting what they want. And mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that from like a judgmental kind of no, standpoint no. at all, because I do that all the time. That's right. Um, I think it's just a, I think it's just human nature, mm -hmm. to be honest. I think it's a default. Yeah. And sometimes sabotage is, is a default that I fell back to sabotage all the time. So I thought I'm not good enough for that. I don't think I deserve that. Well, yeah, I do. I'm going to say I need it. I want it. I like it. But I have another quote. I can't remember it all the time, but it's. Um, without action, a dream is just an idea. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you have a dream and you create all that action that goes along with it, the steps and the little, mm -hmm. the little steps, eventually you go, wait a minute, I'm almost at my dream. Mm -hmm. I just acquired all of this stuff, even though I didn't even know I was doing it. And that's what I think naturally the universe brings things to people that are allowing it to come in and then we let it flow. And then you just keep getting more and you're grateful for that. And it just keeps bringing, mm -hmm. I have never felt so much gratitude as I have had in the last year. I've had a lot of crazy stuff in my life, but I'm so grateful for all of it that happened. Everything mm -hmm. from the death to sickness to anything that's ever happened in the past. I take all of that. I wear it as a badge of honor. Like I went through this, but my goal is still the same. And I still keep going with the same goal, even though it can stop. It can be like, whoops. You know, all of a sudden you don't have, <laughs> all of a sudden your, your life uh, goes in a different direction. But if you stay on that goal and you just keep thinking about the dream, I, I mean, I think it's fantastic what you've already established here because this is your dream. And mm -hmm. look at how easy it was. Mm -hmm. You're right here now in the moment and you're like, okay, I, I'm doing it. Yeah. But never ever say, okay, I got it. This is good. I'm done. Because you'll oh, always yeah. just keep going. You'll be yeah. like, bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I love that. I think that's one of my favorite parts about going after something that you like to do mm -hmm. is the constant challenge of it, like going after the next thing. Cause you know, even now, like I'd say, well, like three or four weeks ago when I didn't have any of this stuff, well, I had the idea, I was in the idea phase mm -hmm. and like creating what I want to do with this and all that stuff. Um, and now I'm here and I've got it. Then I was thinking, okay, when I get this stuff, it's going to be perfect. I'm going to yeah. be happy and satisfied. Mm -hmm. But you know, now that I'm here, it's like, what's next? Yeah. It's constantly what's next? What's that's, next? That's an entrepreneurial mindset too. When you think what's next, like some people just stop. They're like, okay, 
that's good. I'll just stay here. And that's fine. But then there's that other person that says, I got to go to the next level. What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. Like as an example, when I get up in the morning, now I'm thinking about books three, four, and five. I've got Mm. so many books on the go in my head and on paper now ready to go. And now that I've done it once, I think I can do it twice. I can probably do it three times. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Just Mm -hmm. bring it on. And that gets easier. Every time something comes to you that you've worked for and it happens, the next time it's just like, wow, I didn't even see that coming. Mm -hmm. And then you realize, holy smokes, I'm in airports in LAX with my book, like stuff that I'm trying to... I'm trying to understand how do people do this, but I'm just doing it and it's happening. (laughs) I know. Yeah. There's all this how to on how to do it. Just do it. Just wing it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh All the, like for me anyway, I find that like all the advice that I've gotten on like how to go after your goals and Mm -hmm. stuff, um, it makes a lot more sense once you actually do it. It's hard to make sense of it when you're not doing it. Well, when you're sitting there planning, like most people don't realize how much planning is involved in like writing a book mm-hmm. or how much pl- planning is involved in doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. But for, for some people, it's really easy. It's mm-hmm. really easy to get up in the morning and go, okay, I'm getting ready. I got my this and that ready to go. And then you don't even realize that you've turned a passionate thing into a business thing. Mm-hmm. And it's still, as long as it remains fun and passionate and happy, which is our choice, mm-hmm. we decide to make it better and bigger. Yeah then, I mean, you just can keep going. It's, there's no ceiling. There's mm-hmm. no end to mm-hmm. what you can do. You can Joe Rogan. I can bestseller, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. If you want it, you just go for it. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like I have, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that the kids coming up right now, 18 to 25 are going to come up with some great stuff. Like it's just because it's all there for them. They're ready. Just grab it, run with that idea. There's so many ideas out there and I, I'm so excited. Some people get all scared. Oh no, what about the next generation? Well, what about it? They're going to be fantastic. They have a whole different way of thinking. Not like us, my, me, mm-hmm. me and I'm an old woman now at this point. They're thinking and what I've asked my children to give me insight to what they think. And and the stuff they tell me is like, oh, I was wrong. Uh, you guys don't really like that. And you do like that. So it's really cool to see what we can achieve just moving. Just keep moving forward. Any step is a step forward, right? Mm. So I think it's, it's just awesome. The world is just so full of ideas, too, that we can grab hold of. I'm an artist. Never ends. I paint tree. I'll paint on a a piece of paper, a piece of wood, uh, anything, you name it. And it can, it can open up a new business for you. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're painting things that people like. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I guess I'll do this now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. By the way, if I might have a, well, I've got a friend who's actually a really good artist. You want to hear, do you know who Mike Posner is? I know the name. Yeah. He's Posner. a very, very famous, yeah. uh, uh, new music artist. Okay. Really cool guy. Yeah. I my, know the name for my sure. My friend, Noah Garapi. And by the way, Noah, if you're listening, I love you, bro. <laughs> So he, uh, he did a drawing of Mike Posner and Mike Posner got, he posted it to his Instagram and Mike Posner got a hold of it. No. And cause my friend Noah tagged Mike Posner and Mike Posner saw it. Of course. So Mike posted that to his Instagram. It's crazy how something you do can actually like blow up in yeah. something big. It's the new and world it, we yeah. live in this new kind of amazing world. And there you go. Social media. Yeah. The power. I'm yeah. actually, I'm listening to this audio book right now. It's called crushing it by Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk I is? I don't know who he is. No, he's like a new media. He doesn't profess to be a guru, mm-hmm. but he kind of is in the sense. Um, 
but I'm listening to, to his book called Crushing It. So he wrote a book called Crush It in 2009. Yeah. And um, he's basically explaining the principles of how to create a successful uh, social media platform, grow your business, grow your personal brand. It's mm -hmm. all about personal branding. Yeah. So he wrote this book. Called, a lot of people read that book and then they got actually super successful and nice. were making like six figures a month. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. I mean, that's a smaller percentage of them for sure. But right. He wrote this book called Crushing It, which I'm listening to right now. Mm -hmm. And he brought a lot of those people from Crush It onto this book. And explaining their stories and how they start off with an idea, yeah. like with your book, Me Time, or with this podcast or yeah, yeah. anything like that. And they built it into this thing where they're actually, they're making a living off it. And it, that that's a new way of life. It's, it's yeah. just a new thing. It is. Uh, it's, and it's so strange because, okay, there's other things that we've done in the past. We've done door-to-door -door sales. You know, you do mm -hmm. like different companies. I'm not going to mention any, but it's, it's been done before, but now we have such an open, like with the social media, you can take, I have taken my book from zero to a hundred, you know what I mean? Like very quickly mm -hmm. with my Instagram, my Facebook and how many posts I do and how much mm -hmm. I enter, you know, I intertwine all the posts. And then I, the people that send me their book and they received it and they photograph it on their site and then I pass it on. I've never seen so much stuff going around with my book on it. Mm -hmm. And then Amazon, you know, they want reviews and they and all that stuff. So people are really excited about that. But uh, there's no way I could do it Without. with COVID and the, the issues. I couldn't do um, book signings right now or anything where I can go in and present myself in mm -hmm. a way where people, you know, mm -hmm. they're not accepting that right now. It's not it's not really favorable. So I'm doing this mm -hmm. social media, though. I'm, I mean, it has been it's been insane. I love oh, yeah. it. I love Instagram. I've met so many people on Instagram, especially book reviewers and new authors and new artists. And it's neat to listen to everything they have to say. Some are really young, like 18, 17 year old authors. I'm like, oh, it just makes so me cool. so happy. It's really inspiring. Huge cross section of yeah. people and, and anybody can do anything. Yeah. So let's, good. let's talk a bit of, let's talk a bit about your book. I want to hear right. about your book and how a little bit about the journey of how you got to writing this book. All right. And you credit a lot of it to your family, actually, is one thing I noticed when I was reading the intro. Mm -hmm. And I really love that and respect that. Thank you. Well, I, um, first of all, I have to give some credit, not just to my family, but David Chilton. I did the marketing course through Friesen Press, you know, the Dragon's Den, David Chilton. Yep. I learned everything about marketing with him through that course. And without somebody to guide me in that way for the business side of it, I think I'd be a mess right now. So that helped me to learn that before the book even came out. But my family has always, always been the center, like the reason why I wanted to create something special to leave behind. I was telling you my dad passed away in 2018 and my dad was an, uh, an artist and all of his art matters to me and art always mattered to me. So when I started writing this book, I, I actually created the entire book. It was very different than this. I gave it to five people that I trusted. And I said, can you guys read this and tell me what you think? Mm. I'm in nursing. I was trying to get some motivation. I was trying to get myself motivated. I was feeling down. I felt like I needed to get something different outside of what I was doing, which was going home, watching movies and, you know, Netflix and you're on the computer. And after a while you think there's got to be more to this. I need to start figuring out what's going on with me because I'm not very happy. Mm. So after talking with lots of people and creating this first template of a book, I really got serious into it. And I thought, I, I think I actually have to write a book, mm. I, a real book. Like people are telling me now I need to write a book because 
I've got ideas. And I didn't really think much about taking it that seriously. But as soon as people read the first one and they gave me good feedback, I thought, I got to do this. Mm. So I started doing my own drawings and I started looking into how I was writing and creating. And I did a template and then I thought I better illustrate the whole thing myself because my dad's an artist and he would be rolling over if he if I didn't illustrate it. So I did. I did the cover painting. All of the stuff inside is mine. All I of the love, little word seeks and I stuff. I love the drawings. Thank you. Yep. And those those are like me. One of my girlfriends said that the one picture in here with my glasses on, my black framed glasses, I used to wear them. I look like a superwoman. <laughs> and oh, I yeah. laughed because now I'm thinking in the next book. Oh, yeah, here it is where I'm I'm in my I look. <laughs> oh, my God. So I got like a mask on. And I thought, hey, I could do like a superhero book. So I don't know. The next book. It might it, it might like go into different <laughs> genres there. And that's the thing about this book. It's non there. There's it's non-religious, non-denominational. Um, there's nothing in it. It's non there's no it's not geared to any particular person. It's geared to everybody. So, yeah. Do you know what I really love about this book hmm. initially? Um, I've because I've only seen the PDF copy. Right. Um, the part that I love about it is that it's it's not big. That's a lot. Yes. A lot of stuff in the self help kind of genre. And I'm not category categorizing yeah. this in self help. It is it's, though. It is in creativity and yeah. self help. Yep. Yeah. It is. There, yeah. Um, it's it's really it's so digestible. For, Thank you. Thank for you. people to read it from my perspective. And that was a goal. That was a huge goal for me. And I that's what David Chilton teaches you. Yeah. Make it an easy read that's really fun and really bright and really. So I did. I was like, I, I chopped it in half, I think. I like, probably chopped it into 10. This is what self-help needs, <laughs> honestly, because Aww. there's so much there's so much information out there on yeah. it coming from this person and that person. And I've, I've read a lot of those books that are this big. Yeah. And they're thick. They're oh hard God. to get through. They are. It takes a lot. It's like, like a some nursing of them I textbook. Even, yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, there's a couple books that I bought and I've started and I haven't, I haven't finished them. I'm the same way. And what I found for this one is, um, I'm, I'm, my attention span is I'm an, I'm into art and I'm into everything. I'm always baking and doing things and stuff. So I had to put a little bit of me in this book in pretty much every chapter. So each chapter, you can sit on a chapter for a long time, for a month and work on yourself, on your motivation or your self-esteem or your self-determination. And I wanted to make it like that because I did the book while I made the book and it mm. helped me get through the book, the book and my dad's passing and all the things I had to deal with. Awesome. I thought I'm going to channel this stuff. And then I realized as I was doing it, I just, it was cathartic. I just healed part of something that I didn't know I was going to heal. And that was just from maybe a chapter or reading, doing like one of the exercises we were, you know, we were talking about with the heart or the hand where mm. you're actually sitting there thinking about yourself for a minute, mm. getting out of your head, but helping yourself to get through something. And totally. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I know a lot of, uh, different exercises and things from different people in the self-help realm. Mm -hmm. The thing that I really loved about your exercise in there, and again, I haven't gone through all them, but the ones that I did, they were, they were just so tangible. Mm. Like you can look at it. Like I did the hand mm -hmm. where you, you draw out your hand and then you write something that you love about yourself in each of the fingers. Yeah. Then it's, I am, I can, I will. Right? Yes. In I think yeah, I, yeah, something like I, I, yeah. I can, I will <laughs> I yeah. have to look. Um, but yeah, so I did that and I was looking at it and I actually started to feel good about myself. Yeah. And that's the whole point behind, I guess when, when I was, when I was raising my kids, our entire table was 
full of crafts and arts and, and everything, you, you name it, whatever we could have. There it is. It's I am, I can, I will. Mm. Yes. So when my kids couldn't explain to me what the problem was, I'd make them do it in a visual way for me. So I'd say, go to the table, tell me how you feel and draw, draw it for me. Show me what you mean. And because I had some really hyped up kids that were very intelligent at young ages, it was hard for them to, to articulate what they were saying. So the visual stuff was what I went with because I'm into that kind of stuff. And I also do it with the clients I was working with. I work with a lot of special needs in different areas where maybe they don't speak well or articulate things and you can get them to do things with art and by drawing and by just showing them visuals. So that was something that I've always used in the nursing field. I've always done that. That's the tangible thing to me. If you get the point across and you get your idea across, then that's the key, right? We want to do that because mm. a lot of people are not getting their point across. They're not being able to communicate well. And so I'm just trying to give people another way to communicate. And I guess that's sort of what I initially was planning. I want to be able to do this and put it into schools and implement the self-esteem sections and the motivational sections, because why not? You know, we could all use a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. You know. That you know that what you said about schools is definitely a big motivator for what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. um, I just I graduated in 2019, so really recently. Yeah. Um, and that's I would love to see that in schools. I think that Thank schools you. need Thank more you. of um, exercise like that. The thing I think the missing link is in the way it's delivered. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know um, when I would listen to somebody come in and speak, mm-hmm. um you know, the, the delivery wasn't necessarily in a way that would grab my attention. Right. You know, right. um, I actually, uh, I brought in a public speaker to my, uh, to my school in grade 12. Cool. And he was the number one speaker in the United States high school speaker in the U S. Wow. So, um, it, it was, it was really incredible. And I was, that was a big driver for me because and engaging. We did, oh, he was, yeah, that's like, the key is like, get that engagement. I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you him after the, after cool. this, uh, show, but, yeah. um, it was yeah incredible and um it's so powerful i remember he asked the uh the audience if you if you or somebody you know um uh i think it was i think the question was commit self-harm mm-hmm. it was along those lines i can't yeah. remember exactly but every single kid raised their hands and that wow. that was like a goosebumps moment yeah yeah and you know the engagement that you get from that kind of communication is awesome and i think mm-hmm. that's something that your book can do thank um, you I, I i my it's funny because the the first thing in my mind when i saw the book when it was finished and it was in my hands and i thought oh, that is going to be workshops mm-hmm. that is going to be every chapter is a workshop everything is a way to help somebody grow their self-esteem and their courage and and get out there just little tiny bits you can take a part of a chapter cut it into bits, turn it into a workshop, and then get people going in the right direction. I was really thinking of that when I made it. That's why it looks the way it looks. It's very basic in the interior. Mm-hmm. I didn't go with color photos or anything like that because I want it to be more workbook. Mm-hmm. So that when you're doing it, you're not afraid to get dirt on it or to mm-hmm. r- squiggle. You know, the next book is going to have way more places to draw and write and create. Yeah, Because there's say, not like, enough room for that in there. Yeah. So. I, I can't wait to see the evolution of this for you. Oh, I'm so excited. I Like I said, I've got probably three other books on the back burner, but 
the majority of the ideas uh, are going into this direction with the books. Yep. I've got one that's so exciting right now for me. I'm excited about it, but I don't even want to talk about it because <laughs> it's so new and fresh. Yeah. But I do want to talk about one that I'm planning. Let's hear it. I want to make a doodle art book, like a fa very, but using incredibly talented artists that don't really doodle. So what they do is they create something for me and then we put it out there and then they get bios in the book and then they get a photo and make it a really incredible doodle art, like a big table mm. top and just see what kind of art comes out of people. Mm. And I've already got 10 artists that are interested. Oh, wow. So I'm just going to keep going along with that. Like time frame means nothing to me. It's yeah. done when it's done. Mm -hmm. It's done when it feels right. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of on the, that's the one that I'm excited about because I'm an artist, so I can't wait to start doodling and drawing. But it's going to be a long, that's a long one. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see that in schools? Is that like something you see for younger people or what? Um, no, this one's going to be more geared to, it's the art is going to be incredible. Like fine art, like art artists that are very oh, talented okay. and it goes on the table and you can sit and doodle with it, but you're going to use your best Sharpies. Like you're going to yeah. make it, it's going to be yes. primo. And that's kind of in my head. That's the new book idea, the that's fun, cool. the fun book. Yeah. And then the rest of it to me, it's, it's a little more serious to write these ones. And these are coming down. Mm. The, I, I want to gear, stay in the, in the age group that I've kind of been gearing towards, but it's definitely veering into younger now, which I mm -hmm. think is fantastic. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the, like, one, again, another favorite part of this, uh, of your book and what you're wanting to do with it is how creative it is and how engaging it is with yeah. the exercises because you can read, uh, you can read all you want about, um, uh, you know, how to be more grateful or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, how to be better, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but the exercises are what solidify it, doing Thank the you. work. Yeah. And yeah. that's well, the, the fun part is it gets lost when you're sitting there. I, I mean, I just did, um, I just did an event where our whole, all the employees, it was like an employee appreciation. So you got to go and do different things in different areas. So you, and anywhere that there was, um, someone doing a craft, it was just buzzing everybody's excited and happy they're crafting they're doing it was really cool but then the talking stuff you're just like okay yeah this mm -hmm. is all right but it definitely yeah. i i want to engage in that other side of your brain like one of my chapters teaches you how to juggle because you got to go online mm. and you can learn to juggle because it does a neuro it changes the plasticity and it helps your brain grow so you're going to do a bunch oh. of other things that like who whoever thinks to juggle how about hula hoop how about crazy yeah like I, skipping you know, jump rope <laughs> i was reading through the i was kind of glazing through the ending or the i think that's later in the book i can't remember but i was glazing through some of the chapters mm -hmm. and i saw in there i was like hula i like i didn't read it but i just saw hula hoop yeah and there was something else i can't i, I I just picked out hula hoop yeah. and I was like, what's going on with this? I know. And that's what I did. I thought, you know what? Everybody has a talent that they're good at that might give them joy just to do it. I watched some of my girlfriends that can hula hoop like in insanely well or jumping, doing those flips on the trampoline and stuff like that. I can't particularly, I'm not going to do that, but you might as well do something fun. You mm -hmm. might as well. Why not? You know, we're only, we're here to experience great and fun and happy and joy so juggling might bring someone joy and hula hooping. I absolutely love hula hooping. Mm -hmm. I never do it enough. So I've actually been learning to do push-ups in the last week. Cause one of my girlfriends, she's so, she's so good at hyping you up to do stuff. I'm like, that's it. I'm doing some push-ups. And so mm -hmm. I'm up to three. 
Cool. Yes. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They're hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing something similar with pull-ups right now. Actually. Oh, I don't like those. Those will They're take hard. me in a whole other uh, lifetime. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's, there was one of the, there was another thing in the book that really interests me and it was um, using your physiology to change the emotions that you experience. Mm-hmm. That's something that really fascinates me. Um, and taking control of your physiology, like if you're feeling bad, just taking a second to maybe uh, yeah. stand or like a Superman pose. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Or just like leaning back in your chair and putting your hands behind your head. Yeah. Stand there's, up from yeah. your chair. Stand up for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like get up and, and stand. Yeah. Yeah. There's like there's actually scientific studies that mm-hmm. um, that show uh, testosterone decreases and mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, testosterone increases, increases, cortisol decreases. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, anytime you take a minute it's literally one minute, 60 seconds, take a minute. Uh, for me, I stop and I just say, okay, regroup, breathe, just breathe, just catch your breath, focus on your breath. You got 60 seconds. And then when you come out of that, you're like, all right, yeah, take on the world. Now mm-hmm. I can do it. I have changed. <clears throat> I, I, I don't want to go too deep, but <clears throat> I was a depressed person for about 25 years. Wow. And through that, I learned how to adapt, but also how to hide it. And if you're hiding depression and you're hiding sadness, you're, it's detrimental to your body because you're just pushing that that into the body that needs it to be gone. It needs to come out. You can't leave it sitting there to fester. So for me, it was about affirmation. Standing, mm-hmm. I actually still write things with Sharpies on my mirrors. Mm -hmm. My kids will come over and see, you know, new, new writings and just things to, just to give me that boost that I need. And if anyone else reads it, they're going to get a boost. Why not? It says, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's going to make it better. It's going to make it better. It like doing those little affirmations or little activities. Mm -hmm. It may seem small in the moment. Like even sometimes my brain, my brain thinks that this is small and stupid and it doesn't matter. But a lot, like I have to force myself to do it anyway, because I know that by doing those things, I can get into a state where I yeah. feel good yeah. and then I'm way better for other people too. Exactly. And you don't, I don't think that you realize how big the effect can be, mm-hmm. you know, um, like later down the line. Well, I, I have a simple, very simple exercise that I've been doing for a year mm-hmm. and that's me going out to the woods. So I now just take my, go out my back door. I walk, I've got 13 chickens. They usually follow me and the, dad, <laughs> and the dog wow. and we go up to the trees and I just sit there and I sit in the trees and I thank everything for just being there and letting me just be there for a minute and just, just regroup. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I will hug a tree. Uh, I, I laugh because some I've people, done that too before. but you know what? I was told by a woman that I really, really cherish. I haven't seen her for years now or probably about a year, but she told me that when you go into the woods, you need to bring a gift and for so the for the woods. So what I do is I sing the most ridiculous song that I, I just mm. sing songs to the cedars and then I'll maybe take some cedar boughs with me and I'll use them to sage my house or something like mm-hmm. that. It's extremely hippie. I know, but it feels so good because maybe that morning I didn't even want to get out of bed because I was like, ugh, today is going to suck. There's something going on. But then you go out into the woods, you take a few minutes you regroup and you come back and you go, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. I got it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. You let it kind of go. And a lot of people, they stew in that anxiety and it's comfortable. So they don't leave it. They mm-hmm. stay there in that Ugh, high up here. Yeah. Got to get her down and knock everything down a bit so you can have a minute to breathe and to relax mm-hmm. and accept what's coming. 
we don't even see it's coming and then boof, it hits you. And you're like, wow, I never saw that coming, but you no. should have, because you, you know, we need to take a minute to relax. Yeah. Which when people hear me, people that know me from the past are going to say, that's insane, Shannon. You've <laughs> never been, never been calm, but I have, I've calmed down in the last three, four years. That's cool. It's, it, I thought it would never happen, but it's happening. So, ha. So the, there's <laughs> definitely some, some merit to this material mm -hmm. for you. Absolutely. I, I actually wrote a lot of this book for my kids because I want my kids, my nephews, my little, my, my dad, um, when he passed away 10 days prior, his great granddaughter was born or great, great granddaughter, great granddaughter. And he didn't really get to see her. And so I thought, wow, I'm, I'm going to have to pass on some legacy stuff to her. So I did that for her too. Like for anybody that's in my family that knows how important art is to us, that's why I did that. That's why I actually chose all the stock photos from the from my publisher, and I was going to go with stock photos, and I threw them all. Out. I said, "No, I'm going to do my own photos." Like, call. what am I doing? Yep. So I I literally thought that's what changed the whole book for me, which made it my book, my mm -hmm. book because it is oh, now. It yeah. is just it's it's so it's so you, uh, just <laughs> because you. I mean you did the illustrations, and that's that's a huge part of it. It really is. I love, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I'm curious, was there, so you were talking a bit about how, um, you were in a depressed state for a long time, mm -hmm. 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. was there a moment when it changed for you? Um, well, the moment that everything went weird was when I was 14. I lost my grandparents at the same time, about 30 days apart. I couldn't handle it. And then I was also 14 mm -hmm. when you're 14 and you're in high school, and you've got to deal with something like that. I, I couldn't really deal with it. It was not, I, I didn't take it well at all. So I probably created a good barrier around me. And so for the next 25 years, instead of working on myself, I let people tell me that I was depressed and I stayed in a depressed state. I had taken, you know, antidepressants and stuff like that. One day I woke up and I said, I don't think this is working anymore. I, this is not working. I need to change how I think. Mm. And I did. I went from, I was a very sick person for about 10 years. I had numerous health issues. But until the day I, that last health issue was dealt with and I put it away and said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to fester to this anymore. I'm going to let this stuff go. And I've been healthy ever since. My brain's been healthy. My body's been healthy. Um, and my attitude is healthy and changed. And even if I'm not eating really great and I'm not exercising every day, which I try to do, my outlook now is different. I don't believe that depression or sadness should last very long. If it does, there's a problem. You've got to get some help. Mm. I didn't get help because I thought if I delve into poetry and art and writing when I'm little, nobody's going to care that I can just deal with it. It doesn't work that way because then you end up stuck, really stuck. And then as an adult, and then you have babies and you get married. And if you haven't dealt with those other things, you're going to have that come into the, the new, like your relationships and everything. So I, I want people to be healthy and loving and comfortable in their own skin mm -hmm. because I wasn't and for so long. And now that I am, I just turned 50 on the 4th of July. And I said to myself, if I get to 50, 
there's no way I'm not going to start living my life. Mm. I've got to go do stuff. And I do. I ride a Harley. I work on it myself. My husband teaches me all sorts of stuff. I got the book going on. I've got so many things that I, that I love to do that aren't as materialistic and, and crazy as, you know, some people have boats and they do stuff. I'm pretty content with what I have going mm. on. But I think for a lot of people, if you don't get past, like you, you've got to work on yourself because you can't, you can't expect, you can't expect a book to change you. You have to read the book and do the action and, and move forward and want to change. So if I can say anything to anybody, it's just keep going. Don't give up on yourself because one day it'll click and you'll go, oh, right, I, I shouldn't have been doing that for those many years, but I'm glad I did. I'm grateful I went through everything I went through. Mm. I have a saying, kind of how you said you had a saying. My mantra every day is I'm so grateful for the things that I have, the things that I'm going to have, and the things that I've lost. Because those things that I've lost are what helped me with my success and my, when you fail and then you succeed when you come out of it. If you, if you work out of it, you'll come out successful. As long as you learn, that's right, you know? It's not about, it's, failing is okay. Mm -hmm. but learn through the failure. Mm -hmm. So, so to answer long, long answer, the depression went away when I realized that I loved myself and that I had to take care of me because if I didn't, it would keep turning into what it was, which was a lot of illness, mm -hmm. you know, 12 years of being sick in and out of hospital. And you think, is it me doing this? Am I doing this to myself? And so, yeah, you've got to work on your inside. What, what an incredible um, journey of learning. Um, I almost get emotional thinking about that because that's really powerful. Thank you. Uh, well, not almost. I do. Uh, <laughs> Don't get me going. Don't get me crying. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if I got you crying on the podcast. Oh, it's not hard. I am a crier. <laughs> we might, yeah. Um, me too sometimes. But um, 25 years uh, of it's, it's almost like. I'm not sure if you look at it this way, but to me, it, it almost seems like a uh, a journey of learning, almost as if it were like, a, you know, um, I kind of get the image in my head of like a monk going into yes. solitude. I had to have that happen. I had to also live in that deep, deep despair for as long as I did. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people know that I went through that, but they also, they might have been going through it too. I know a lot of people that don't talk about their mental health. Mm -hmm. With me, I talked about it all the time. I was always talking about it. I always ask my kids, checking in. I do a mental health check-in on my Facebook and my Instagram. Okay, everybody, all my peeps, mental health check-in. Anybody struggling, mm -hmm. come and talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Because we didn't really have that. You had in school, you didn't, you had a mental health day or whatever. <laughs> People would talk That's about it I just like skip school with my parents yeah. when I was little. Yeah, yeah. like whatever. So I, I think, and, and I, I also, high school, is that's it. Hi, once you're done high school, real life, it's, it really starts, man. It oh really gosh, starts. I've only been graduated. Like, what has it been? Just, just over a year. And it's a and whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being like slowly drip fed reality. It's amazing. It's amazing what we lived in, oh, in gosh. that. And I find it fantastic being on Facebook to get to sit and talk with the friends that I remember from school, but all of us grown up, mm. we're all coming at it from a grown up angle. Now, when you get to my age, you'll be like, how the how did we do that? Yeah. How did we get through that nightmare? I always say to my kids, because the, the youngest is 21. And I said, dude, I always told you, once you leave this, when you mm. leave high school, you're, you open up 
there's no ceiling. You open everything up. Yeah. You can cha- you can change the way you think. You can think sovereign, sovereign thoughts, mm. not stuff that, you know, you're given. Yeah. And and that's fine. Go to college or do whatever you want to do. But uh, how do you think one should make sense of what you learn in high school? Um, I think it's just a chapter. I really do, because I also think that I learned similar. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to I don't want to put down high school, but I probably learned similar crap with a group of ladies I'd sit and have coffee with for 10 years as an adult. Mm-hmm. The same sort of thing. It's like that little cliquey groups and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change as an adult. It is how you accept it mm-hmm. and how you wake up in the morning and go, whatever. I don't care if you think my butt's big or whatever it is. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I don't care because mm-hmm. I'm an adult and I can handle it. Mm-hmm. But as a kid and as a, as a teenager, you're just fed you got to stay with the norm and stay, you know, dress the way people dress. It's, it's kind of, it's almost like a hypnosis. It is. You kind of go through an autopilot, you know, really through high school. I was definitely on autopilot until I graduated, got good marks, graduated college, went to university a few, like good marks, but I was paying for that Mm -hmm. and it made it more important for me mm-hmm. paying for my education so mm-hmm. maybe if kids and people paid for their education in high school they actually care would care more yeah that's I, that's what i experienced i went to college for a semester uh i had to leave though because i was really i was freaked out and i didn't know what to do yeah yeah um so but and part of that was because the money was there i was like am i going to spend am i going to commit and spend all this money mm, it's mm-hmm. you care about it a lot more when you you're do. actually paying when you're for paying it. for it yeah. yeah i i did the same i paid for my first uh, i went to I learned sign language in college, I think in like 1990, probably weren't even, no, (laughs) and then university again, but I paid for it. So I became a, you know, a registered care aide, paid for that myself. You Mm -hmm. know, you just, if you want it and you're passionate about it, you do it and you Mm -hmm. pay for it. But that's the difference between adulthood and being in school is, is you get to finally move forward and do the things you want because there's nobody saying, Hey, wait a minute. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think there's still the pressure of like, I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm almost 19. Mm -hmm. I still even have the pressure of like the outside influences. Like, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't Mm do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of like a lot of the time I feel like I'm kind of a, an, an icebreaker ship going through all the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of the mentality I have a lot of the time. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not even sure if that's the right mentality to have. Well, how are we supposed to know what is going to work for us if we don't go through it? Mm-hmm. You got to go through it. And I mean, some stuff is really nasty. My dad always said this to me. He says, you got to go through a lot of shit to get to the good stuff. <laughs> and he'd say, Shani, you, you just got to do it. And I'd be like, okay, I can do this. And I mean, that's even through your, when you have illness or somebody passes away. This too shall pass. It's a part of life. We have to let some stuff go and just move forward. Because if you don't, you're stuck in that little stagnant spot mm-hmm. for way too long. And that's where depression comes in. And, uh, and with kids having everything else on top, learning your, getting your driver's license, being you know, fashionable and, and doing what all the other kids do. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult to imagine not living like that. Mm-hmm. But when you graduate and you're gone, it's all different. Mm-hmm. It's all better. <laughs> it's it's just up. a little bit of time. Yeah. 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 It's a chapter. It's a yeah, chapter. A but, chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For me, I definitely, uh, I wasn't outgoing at all. Most of the way through school, um, uh, which is, might be surprising to some people listening because I'm, I'm really outgoing now, but, 
Uh, well, you got a great radio voice. Oh, and that's you. something. And we were talking about that today that I remember guys, we, my husband and I were talking about people in school that you think, man, that guy's got a wicked voice. I mm. hope he does radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you managed to do what works for your voice. That's oh, great. You. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I was listening to Ashley's podcast and I thought, oh, this is so good because you come across so genuine and so thoughtful. Very thoughtful. And I like it. It's Thank nice. you. I really appreciate that. No problem. I really mm -hmm. try to just um, be in the moment with the conversation. Yeah. And um, just kind of feel good with it. Yeah. And I find Let's when I feel go with good the flow. with it. Yeah. Go with the flow. That's good, right. Good things happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I had a hard time being outgoing a lot of the way through uh, through high school. Yeah. And uh, it kind of, it, it, it was a similar moment to, to what you experienced after the 25 years. Mm-hmm was I, I think I was laying in my bed one night and I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop thinking like this. I gotta, I really gotta go up because yeah. if I don't, I'm going to keep going down. Yeah. And it was really, it was just, it was a moment of decision pretty much looking back at it. And then when I decided that everything, well, almost everything changed. Yeah. It well, not everything. The outside things weren't different. No. But everything in my mind, the way I perceive things. Absolutely. Changed. Yes. Because I had I knew that I had to make a decision to like not not think shitty about myself. That's right. And that's and, that happened. That's you you did the hard work. Mm -hmm. And now you can recognize when it comes in. Like that's what I did after I recognized, wait a minute, I'm not depressed. I just, I was sad. Yeah. I was just sad and I didn't get a handle on that. Mm -hmm. And now I know when I'm sad, I got to sit and cry. I got to deal with it. I got to don't push it down, yeah. deal with it. And so I think if you can get to that point and at least recognize it for the next time, cause it's going to happen again. Yeah. We all go down crappy roads. Like, a I mean, is it a lifelong thing? Lifelong man, yeah. lifelong. And when things happen, like you'll have babies born, you'll have people die. You'll have dogs die. You'll have new jobs. You'll have a scary situation where maybe a crash your car. Like my son hit a deer with his car the first week of having his driver's license. I thought, oh no, he's never going to drive again. No, he gets in a car and he's driving. He's fine. He's got a driving yeah. job. It's all good. Is there like a, is there like a lifeline through all those um, hard or difficult events? Is there a lifeline that you like to go back to like gratitude or a practice? Yeah, I actually, um, I used to do a lot when I was really sick. Um, I'll just say I've had like four tumors, so wow. I've never done any kind of, um, I've always done alternative care. So I, I had the tumors taken and then I go back to life. Well, the very first one that I had was life threatening and I thought I was going to die. So what I ended up doing was a lot of visualization. And the one that I did that was the best was floating above my issue in a hot air balloon. So I got Almost to like transcendental. It, absolutely. Where, and I, and it's, uh, the clear transmute and disconnect where I was able to clear my mind get up in that balloon, have a look at what I'm actually dealing with and just, and just live in that moment and try to see if maybe an answer will come to me because when you're sick and you're laying in bed, like I was in bed for eight months and all I could do was sit and think. Yeah. That's all I could do. I had babies running around. I had people in my life. Were you thinking about the stress? Um, no, I was thinking about what am I going to do to make myself better? That's a I've great got question. to get better. Yeah. I've got to get better. I can't, I have babies. I had kids. My kids were about six and four. So you have to take care of those things. So the biggest thing for me now is every time I got another tumor, I had it removed. I moved on. I went to the next step. And I didn't sit there. I did not sit and dwell. I yeah. will not dwell. My husband is 
brilliant. I love my husband so much because he's had an, he's had his leg amputated due to diabetes type one, and through the whole process, it was. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna drive today? You're gonna learn how to drive. Wow. Get in the car. And, he, and he's like, No, I. Don't, uh, yes, you, Did you are. Have to push him. Not very hard because as soon as I said, you can do it, he went and did it and then he kept doing it and he kept doing it. And now, I mean, he's a logger. Uh, he's back at it. He's got a wow. fake leg. He's good to go. But, he's logging with a fake leg? Oh, yeah. He does oh everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's That's a pro. Inspiring. He's a pro. And I look at him and I go, okay, I'm doing things for him because uh, I, why not? This is fun. Like, I want to get up every day with this guy who has so much drive, the same as I do. Gosh. So if you find people in your life that have a drive go with it, mm -hmm. use it with like, it, it makes, it just makes it, it solidifies a lot of stuff, yeah. makes it stronger. Oh, that's awesome. It yeah. just, that totally highlights, I think was one of the most important things is, um, not letting circumstances control what Never. you want to do. You get up in the morning, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your day? Like I, I'm also a I, I believe in, I'm a bit stoic. I'm into the stoicism. Stoic philosophy. I'm life. very much yeah. into stoic philosophy. And yeah. so memento mori, we're all going to die. So what are you going to do with your life mm. if you're going to die? And, and people that don't accept the fact that you're going to die need to do it. They need to accept it because even though it's scary and it touches on a really awful subject, you're going to do a lot with your life if you know that you might croak. Mm -hmm. pretty quick. And so mm -hmm. we do that now. I'm not bungee jumping, but I am doing things that I never thought I would do. Mm -hmm. I'm walking across high bridges because I'm terrified of heights. Oh yeah. I'm like just doing it now. I, I took my dog yesterday to the castle guard, that big swingy bridge or that, um, not brilliant, but the other one, Zuckerberg? I don't know the one in the middle of the, the river. Yeah. You go to the Island with the cable. Zuckerberg. I was terrified, but I did it and I walked across and my husband was like, what? You did not. Yes, yeah. I did. Cause I, that's just a little tiny success for me is heights. I have such an issue, but, um, I don't know. You just got to get up every day, that, one that, foot in front of the other. Yeah. That whole thing of breaking the comfort zone is really, um, it's yeah. powerful. Like experiencing or, you know, going headfirst into what you're afraid of. Absolutely. I, I had a, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing to tell the story, but it was a long time ago, so I don't really care anymore. You can do it. <laughs> it was actually here in Nelson. So, um, uh, that was at a time when I was like trying to become more outgoing mm -hmm. and, um, I, uh, I was, I was always good with talking to people, but I kind of had this little inhibition, like, yeah, you're not good enough to talk to that person. Or, like some stupid shit. Yeah. The I little, know, the like, little know, voice. Yeah. Like I know mm -hmm. now what, uh, like kind of how to. Um, deal with that voice. You know what better. that is? That's your ego. Yeah. That's your ego saying, Hey, Hey dude, you're not going to do this. And mm -hmm. you're like, yes, I am. Get out of here. Kill yeah. the ego, man. Kill. You have to remind yourself that that ego is not important. Yeah. And it needs to go away. Yeah. Cause it stops us from everything. And there's no such thing as fear. Yeah. We make fear. It's like a construct that humans make. I know. We don't need fear. We don't have any reason to have it. False We're not like fight fear, or yeah. flight. We don't have to, ah, yeah. you know, there's no instinctual reason to have fear. Yeah. So just do it. Bite yeah. the bullet. <laughs> That's anyway, keep going with your story. I yeah. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was with, uh, my two friends, uh, Victor and Noah, if you're listening, uh, Hey, <laughs> hey um, Victor Noah. so, uh, we were in, uh, we were here in Nelson and uh, we were at the beach and there were these really, there's these really cute girls. Yeah. And, uh, we were on, uh, these logs, uh, kind of, but like there's these log piers out there and we were like swimming and stuff out there. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at them and like, and I looked at my, at Victor Noah and we kind of gave each other the look like, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was like, 
I got in the water. I looked at them. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go talk to these girls. Like three of them. Oh, yeah. I was terrified. Yeah. Fucking terrified. (laughs) So I go swim over to them. I'm like, this is going to sound really cheesy, by the way. I was like, hey, this is really random. But I just want to say, I think you girls have the most gorgeous eyes I've seen on the beach all day. (laughs) Like, oh, it just makes me cringe even saying that. (laughs) But it was like, it was really hard. I didn't do it because I like, I wanted to like hang out with them. Yeah. I did it more because of it the comfort zone It was your challenge. It was your challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. You got to do it. If you look at it like a, like a challenge, yeah. I think that you might be more likely to do something like that For as sure. opposed to like going in there trying to get something out of it. Well, somebody said to me, one of my girlfriends that I work with, she goes, what are you going to do? Write a book? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to. And yeah. then poof, here's a book. Yeah. And she's like, are you, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Here no, you are. There's a, I, there's a book on the table. It's your book. <laughs> that's right. And it's, it is surreal to know that when you, like I, I watched Yes Man a few times, uh, about a few months back again. Have you you've seen it with Jim Carrey? Oh yes Man. Uh, can, I, can I say something really mm, quick? Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but mm-hmm. um, do you know the part where the guy, uh, he's doing the seminar and he runs out barefoot? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so my my friends and I were watching that and they were like, well, that's going to be you one day. Yeah. 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 Like the Tony Robbins of, or whatever, oh, like crazy. Tony. Yeah. Anyways, go on with your story. No, I, um, I totally forgot. Where was I? Shit, oh, sorry. It, yes, no. man. Yeah. I realized I, <laughs> I said it to my husband just yesterday or maybe it was this morning. I said, I got to apologize because I'm yes man and the shit out of everything. And yes. I know not everybody wants to yes man, but I said, I, I, you have to understand that I'm saying yes because I am doing this for myself. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to do all these things that I'm doing. And he's like, good, because you're yes in a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind it anymore. I used to be afraid to even say yes. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I was the no girl. And I, I say no because it's way more comfortable to just sit in your house and drink coffee and watch, you know, surf the net. Yeah. But when someone says, hey, would you like to come out and have a coffee with me and my two friends? Yeah. And you do it and you realize I didn't die. I'm OK. Yeah. I, I'm all right. I can do this. And then you do it again and yeah. you do it again. doesn't mean you have to be that person that you can be whoever you want. You make yourself up every day. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have an alter ego, but I occasionally now will get on my motorcycle and have a bit of an alter ego. Oh, I love that. That's cool. <laughs> because when I'm having a bad day. I don't care when I'm on the bike. I'm like, I ride a little sportster and it's a little zippy thing. It's very fast. And I just want to go. And I realize now why people ride motorcycles. Like you just got to get your head out of the game and just go ride. Yeah. And so it's fun because then you're like, yeah, now I'm Shannon, the motorcycle girl. And you get into that, like that powerful state. Yeah. And you and we, cause we all can do that. If you dress up one day in a suit and you show up at a big event, you can be, will the suit guy in the big event and yeah. nobody knows you got the rolex or whatever nobody yeah. knows then you go home you put your sweats on and you're back to your normal we all can create whoever we want you get up in the morning you're like all right today i'm gonna be this uh, and you just go do it like i've done some insane stuff lately and i'm like okay stop that that's crazy what are you doing yeah like you know take the quad for a rip and take a jump or like what are you doing you're old don't do that <laughs> yeah that's the thing like um you're old. Don't do that. This is <laughs> bullshit. It is. Isn't it? It is. But I don't want to get hurt. Like course, yeah. that's my gotta, thing. I just got to be more careful now. As you, as you, even when you're young, like I've watched yeah. my kids, I used to longboard with my boys and I was 42 and I started longboarding with two boys Holy that shit. are teenagers. And they're wow. like, mom, you're insane. Why are you doing this? I'm like, because I want to see if I can do it. And so that's I'd be cool. on the board going straight downtown. People are like, this is, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm Shannon, the longboarder now. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, I love that. So do whatever you want. 
That's awesome. Take it to the next level. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Wow. We've been talking for almost an hour. I know. It's flying. And Ashley's over there being so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Um, you know, if you could go back, hmm. um, maybe to that time when you were 14 and things kind of shit or mm-hmm. shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know. Is that a good way to describe it? Oh, yeah. Life. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually, I went into a, a 20 year tailspin. Yeah. It was a long time of, yeah. of being mean to myself. And it was nothing my family did. I have fantastic parents. I love my mom and dad. My brother was great. We had a great relationship. We lived in the country, yeah. you know. Um, I dove deep into myself, mm-hmm. but not in a positive way. I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. I actually might even publish some of the poetry because I sit back and look at it now and I thought, oh, that might be cathartic for somebody to read that. Mm. But I tr- what I tried to do was I hid a lot. I actually became that the person that like I would get up in the morning and I, I would sew an outfit before I went to school when I was 14 or 15. I'd have a fresh new outfit on in the morning that I sewed the night before so that I could show that I was okay. I'm all right. I can sew, I can cook, I can do all of these mm. things. I'd go to school and I'd put on that kind of, um, everything's going to be fine. But really, deep down, it wasn't fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't good. But my friends, I, ha- I had a great, I had a great group of friends in high school. And yeah. I love them all. Even to this day, I've oh. been reconnected completely, especially with my book. Oh, that's Everybody so cool. I know that's has awesome. bought my book. All my girlfriends from school, my guy friends from school, huh. they're buying the book. So now cool. that's, they're, they're getting to see a little bit of me, but I wrote it for them. I wrote this book for other people because my yeah. most important thing in my life right now is service of others. I've been having a hard time, like a struggle with serving others because I've been a nurse for 15 years. And you lose that sometimes. You become kind of jaded. You don't want to go to work. You feel sad. And so it wasn't just for for me. It was for everybody that I work with that burns out. People that are burning out. Teenagers that are burning out. People that are think that they should be one way when really there's no rule. There's no law. You're sovereign. You do what you want. Do what's right for you. Do what feels good. And don't hurt anybody. And serve others. Easy stuff to do if you just start doing it like it's a habit now for me so mm-hmm. service of others to others is my biggest you call me i'm there anybody mm-hmm. knows that so i think once i hit uh when i when i got into like 18 19 year old uh, like i was i was going to work full time and i was doing but i became a bit of a drinker because that's what everyone did mm-hmm. went to the bar every night mm-hmm. you know and that was way back in the 90s so <laughs> but that wasn't working for me. That didn't work for me. And I had to get out of that. So I dove into art, art, drawing, whatever, poetry, mm-hmm. writing. And uh, people keep looking in. Hi. Yeah. But <laughs> to all the people listening, there's a window right next to us. We're actually in Railtown Coffeehouse. We're going to take that again. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful shop. It's awesome. It's yeah. beautiful. Ashley um, has the greatest stuff. Oh, it's great. I love Actually, I noticed when the train was going by, it's such a vibe. It is. Yeah, cool. It's probably annoying sometimes for you, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how Ashley's just sitting there. I know. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. We're almost done. (laughs) So, um, if you could go back, um, maybe to because I mean, there's there's a lot, a lot of kids that uh, are probably uh, are in similar positions uh, to what you were in then. Now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you say to them? (sighs) Is there something that you'd like to tell them? Yes. The person that you that you think you are 
especially when you're in high school and when you're growing up and you're, you're a teenager, you're going through puberty, you're going through all that stuff. This is a very, when you look at the timeline, it's a very small blip on the timeline of our lives. Mm -hmm. And you just got to get through that. It's an, it's just a chapter. It's a chapter of growth and learning and crap. Like you're just thinking, shit, why do I got to go through this stuff? Well, you do. You have to go through it. If you don't go through it, maybe karmically, you'll have to go through it somehow at another stage. But as a teenager, when you get up in the morning, you need to have confidence in yourself and your own ability and not, I, I've said it forever, just try to be a leader. Um, we've raised four kids and I'll tell you, they're all leaders. And I wonder if that's because we taught them to be leaders or if they were born leaders. You know what I mean? When you go to school, when you're in high school, they put you fit into little, you know, clique, uh, cliques or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to take ourselves away from that for a while to see if that's what if it's making it better or worse. So for me, I would spend time with different friends in school. I would move away to that friend to the I had that opportunity. I, I know my kids are the same. They had a lot of friends, kind of the wallflower, like the body, the social butterflies. Social butterflies. Yeah. And then you're not, you're friends with everyone mm -hmm. and there's nobody can slam you. Sounds you like can't, there's no clicks. that's right. And yeah. there's no, nobody's going to say, Oh, look at Cause everybody in that group knows him. They hang out with him. It's all good. It's so it's, it's cool being that person. Yeah. Is, and to yeah. be, be that kid that leads and says, Hey, why are you talking to that guy like that? Don't do that. Like, mm -hmm. just be the person that kind of, I know it's hard because we think about fighting and stuff. I grew up in a time where I fought too with people. You mm -hmm. had bullies. You have bullies in the seventies. You had bullies in the fifties. Mm -hmm. It never, it never changes, but you've got to get confident in yourself. Like, that's why I want people to read the book and take time on it. Take time on the chapters. Don't just read the book quickly and say, yeah, I did the book feel like you're you're you feel confident and you feel like you have a lot of motivation and you have determination and you can go and do it because you know what else happens in that sense there you become that person and then those people come to you they start to come around you and all of a sudden you're with people that are motivating motivators leaders they get together in groups they create change they make better things like things happen for people that's what you need to do. So if you start putting it out there, you will attract that. I, I totally believe that. I've attracted nothing but beautiful people in the last five years because I'm trying to put forward. You're putting out good. Good vibes and relax. It's okay. We're all a little fucked up sometimes. We all got to go through a lot of stuff. But eventually you come out the end, you've either learned something, you've grown, you're not going to ever lose and you're not going to fail. Mm -hmm. You're just going to learn. Mm -hmm. And so why not? Um, but start, starting young, I think helps, it helps when your family with high school, we, as parents, they didn't know what to tell us, you know, mm -hmm. it's just high school, go get your education. Yeah. But now it's, it's a serious thing that people are really going through mental health and, and yeah. bullying and stuff. We've got to stand up for people. So when you're at school and somebody's being bullied, you've got to stand there by their side and help them because they're, they're not, they can't do it on their own. And I, I couldn't certainly felt I was six feet tall in grade seven, very tall, wow. really skinny, buck, grade seven. buck teeth, you know, it was That's a whole, taller than me. It was huge. I was so, I was taller than all my teachers. So wow. I was kind of not bullied, but really bugged. Like, yeah. cause you're bugged. But I realized after a while, I thought, screw you guys. Yeah. I, I'll play basketball. I'll do whatever I want. I'll do art. Mm. I'll, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. And I'm okay with me. 
And so then once you're okay with you, you start to attract people that are okay with them. Yeah. Everybody's okay. And we're just so judgmental. We have yeah. to stop the judging, mm-hmm. which is me judging people, stopping judging. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's kind just, of paradoxical. It is. So, when you're somebody who's maybe a little bit outside the box, mm-hmm. I kind of always felt like that, to be honest. Yeah, like me too. Outside the box. Yeah. Um, you're like, even as you, when you're explaining that, how you, you know, in grade seven, you were six feet tall. And then you're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. When you're that kind of person outside the box, if you're not like in with the cool kids or whatever, mm-hmm. some, you almost got an advantage. Yeah, because, because those cool kids aren't going to be cool forever. Yeah. They're going to leave high school and go, oh my God, I'm not that cool. <laughs> I can't even hold a job down. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with me. But my friend over there who really has her act together started a business when she was like 17 yeah. and she's gung ho. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, and we also have to just treat people the way we want to be treated. It's the yeah. old adage. Like, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just be nice. And um, it's probably going to be around forever. Yeah. Teenagehood, teenage, whatever it's called. It's going to be around forever. Uh, we, adults, we become adults and we go into another thing. It's part of life and either you go with the flow or you're going to fall down on the wayside and don't fall down. Just get up. Just be, be the energy that you want to attract so that when you're out there, you're putting forward something that you want to get back. Mm. Like I do it now. I'm never... I never, I try really hard not to judge and I try not to judge myself because when you start judging yourself, then you start putting it out there. And what's that called? Projecting. You're projecting on others. And I don't know if you've ever sat in a crowd where one person starts and then everybody starts when you, it's like wildfire. Yeah, and when you have a positive start, you want to get her going, yep. get the, like when I work with a team, a group of nurses the last thing you want is somebody to sit there being either sad or depressed or hungry or tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want those people to feel better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and project some happy over there. And if you can't do that, then get the hell out of the room. Just back away. Mm-hmm. Don't spread shit to people that are trying to just survive. Mm-hmm. We're all just trying to make it through this world. We're all in this together. All We're of all us. Human. We are all as a, as a collective energy. If you start going away from that collective energy, you're not, we, we're part of the soup. It's like, we're all, we're We're in it. We're all in the soup and either enjoy being in the soup or don't say anything about it. If you're not get out of the soup. Yeah. Get out of the, just jump to the side of the soup. I don't know. Be the cracker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get out of the soup for a while because I know a lot of times we just go into a whirlwind because that's how we grew up. That's what we heard. We heard our parents, we heard habits. Mm We, we heard all of that, but we don't have to live it. You don't have to live it. Mm-hmm. Like my kids would say, mom, you used to be absolutely insane. When I had babies, I was like crazy running around trying to be a super mom, soccer mom, just insane, insane. And finally at this age, 50, the kids are grown. You can tell they're like, Oh, we're so glad you're happy and content and calm. That's all we wanted. And I said, well, that was just another chapter raising babies. That's a whole different chapter. Mm -hmm. There's all you're going to have it. You're going to experience it yourself. You might go through all these things and go, oh yeah, it's just another thing. Mm -hmm. And I just going to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's taken a lot of years (laughs) to get to that. Um, I keep thinking about this quote, do you know who Earl Nightingale is? I've heard the name. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. One of the, one of the founders of uh, the self-help kind of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has this quote, you become what you think about most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I try, I go back to that a lot. And yeah. I think a lot of that, uh, you can find through this book and through the exercises. Well, like the manifestation part. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, 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 and be real with what you see. Like when you, when you open up that, that Pandora's box of things that come at you when you sit. I was thinking about that actually the other day. You might get scared. You, like, um, Duncan Trussell said something on the, I just watched a podcast of his and he said, um, you're, you're sitting like, let's say for instance, you do a psychedelic or you do something and you're sitting in this moment and you're freaking out. You're terrified. That's when the learning happens. Mm. Sit there for a minute. It's scary, but wait, wait it out for just a minute. I mean, I'm not saying if you're getting terrorized out there and someone's trying to hurt you, don't sit in that minute, get the hell out of there. But if you're, you're trying to understand something, sit in that moment and, and kind of go, okay, where's my fear here? Is this, is this justifiable? Why am I so afraid? I just have to take two steps and I'll be fine. And, and then you do it, you go ahead and do it. Mm. And this book it's just step by step, tiny, like there's 60 exercises. So you're going to sit down the end exercise. Did you get to the end one? I didn't. Throughout the whole book, I want people to go on nature walks and collect things on their walks. So driftwood and stuff. And I've got a little spot here where you can just tick off down here. So you've done your daily affirmation, your meditation, moving in nature. So go yeah. for a walk and collect for your project. Oh, and so, at I'm the so end, bad. you're going to make this awesome little, um, it's a mobile. And so you're creating this mobile here with whatever you find. And that's mm. a repeatable project. You can take it and take it to your kids. You can work on it in a home like an, and with facilities where people are working with your hands, working with people that maybe don't do that. I want people to get real with who they are. And it does take sometimes touching and tangible and thinking and scary. Do it. What's it going to What's it going to hurt to get into your own you know, get out of your head, but get into yourself, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the head, you know, I think a good way to look at it is that's the fear. Mm-hmm. That's the fear mind. It's not really you. Yeah. And that mindset can be changed because yeah. all you, every time you do something, you've actually changed the way the outcome is on your own. You did that. That action is what made it get to there. So then why can't you go to the next one? Why mm-hmm. can't you go to the next one? So you just take it off little tiny bits. Mm-hmm. This book could take you a year you could spend a year on the first chapter and say, okay, I got to get real. Like Mm -hmm. I've got a friend and I absolutely, I'm so, the people I've met on this journey have been just phenomenal because they come from everywhere, every walk of life. They might've been recovering alcoholics. They might've been addicted to drugs. They might've had a a bad pregnancy. They might be a mom that's losing it. Might be a dad that can't, you know, keep his kids under. These people are calling me and talking to me and saying, I can't believe the first chapter, I barely got through it. I cried. I've, I've, and I'm like, I am so happy that you're getting real. The more real people we have, the easier it's going to be for us to flow through with them. It's, I can see a future book. Yeah. I've kind of seen like this bigger future book that you're, that you're going to do. Maybe it's like get real or something yeah. like that. Oh, you should see what we got on the back burner. I've got, so to, I've got to say though, my husband is fantastic for ideas. He throws them at me and I'm like, oh, these are good. I have to write them down all the time. And, and I said, why don't you just be my co-author? He's like, no, no, you just write the books. I'll just give you the ideas. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> he will. He will. He absolutely yeah. will. Yeah. Well, Shannon, it's been an absolute pleasure. No, that was so much pleasure's fun. pleasure mine. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much and um everybody listening you've got to get this book you really do um it could change your life you can get it everywhere you can get it on my website yeah. um www.shannonpbraybrook.com or you can go to amazon.com amazon.ca 
Capri's and Press. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's all over the place. How can they find you? You can find me at www.shannonpbraybrook.com and you can link with me there on my Facebook. Uh, everything's connected through my website. Perfect. You can buy the book there or you can buy it from anywhere else. And I've got mm. them locally all over the place here in Nelson. Mm. Should I say where in Nelson? Yeah. I've got some at Railtown Coffee. Come here and get a coffee <laughs> Come once get again. coffee, grab a book. Yeah, Ashley. Yeah. We want to say thank you to Ashley for letting us be here. So yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I'm super excited to dive into this book. Thank you. Thank you so much. For I can't wait to, for you to tell me what you think. Like, and just give me good, good give me some good uh, feedback because I'm getting feedback. And I'm just, like I said, I'm astounded with how many people, different walks of life are doing yeah. the book. So yeah. thank you so much for having yeah. me on. I really appreciate it. Yay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take awesome. care. Woo. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. If there's something that you would like to share with the world, love to get in contact with you and help you share your message. Take care. We will see you on the next one. Look at you.